0: Excited right now to head out to the 610 Hotline and welcome in our Odyssey NFL insider, Brian Baldinger. He's the host of the Odyssey Original Podcast, the best football show. It features daily breakdowns of the most important storylines across the league. Brian, it's great to have you on the show. Appreciate you giving us a little bit of time today. I wanted to get your perspective on the struggles right now, at least what are viewed as Kansas City struggles. They're they're viewed on a on a higher scale seemingly than, than most teams. But in the red zone in particular, can you pinpoint what you think the issues have been so far for them?
1: Uh, you know, every game is is different. I don't want to sound generic here about you know what, what those issues are, uh what leads to those issues. Um, you know, I think they've got a great red zone buster uh, when you're looking at Travis Kelsey and what he's capable of doing. That's usually the first target down there right now. But, you know, they haven't been down there that much. I mean, they've only been in the red zone um, 16 times, and they've converted, you know, into eight touchdowns. So, you know, they've missed eight opportunities. they got a kicker that's going to, you know, kick it through. Um, every, you know, sometimes you can drop the best red zone play, and really the best red zone play sometimes is to put it on top of the rim and let Travis Kelsey go get it. Um, but you know, I mean, they're working with all these young receivers, and timing is really important, and urgency is really important. And so, you know, I think every every one of those eight misses right now is a little bit different.
2: How long, in your opinion, like we talk a lot about it being difficult to pick up Andy Reid's system, and we understand that. But when you are a full season and a half, like Sky Moore is coming up on, or or Kadarius Tony is now in his first full season. At what point should you expect the uh, targets run or the routes run to start turning into numbers? Because for some Mm -hmm. of these wide receivers, just not happening.
1: No, you're right. I mean, Scott Moore, I think he's got, what does he have, 11 catches? You know, something like that? Yeah. I mean, it's not very many. And so you're not getting great production. I think, you know, part of it is these guys have to learn how to – I mean, you can draw the plays up. You can walk through them. You go out Wednesday and, and, and practice them. Uh, and there's a there's a rhythm and timing to all of it, and then there's what Mahomes does, which is basically get on the move, and now uncover, find the opening. What's the play after the play? What's the what's the play after the X's and O's are over? And I think you know, obviously that's where Kelsey's at his best most of the time, but you just don't see a lot of plays, uh, you know, run that are just strictly rhythm and timing right now, and that that could be protection things, uh, that could be. Uh, You could be, you know, the quarterback can have a blitz in his face and have an obstructive view. Um, You know, and so I think part of it is just learning how to play with Patrick for these young guys.
0: You mentioned the protection. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to ask you about Jawan Taylor, new right tackle for the Chiefs, Donovan Smith, new left tackle for the Chiefs. Now they're through six weeks of this. And there's been some moments early in the year, of course, with Jawan Taylor, the alignment stuff and false starts and how the league was calling that. What, what's been your assessment of what they're getting out of these two new tackles?
1: Well, I mean, look the 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 actual result is that Mahomes has been sacked six times in six games. I mean, every team in the league would take that now. Sure, Mahomes, sure. you know, Mahomes rescues a lot of these plays, but you know, I, I, it's it's a difficult system. You know, you, these they, Andy Reid wants to get five guys out. He's not going to sit there and protect his tackles and you know, give them help and chip help. I mean, you could do that when you're going up against elite players, like maybe Khalil Mack this week might be a good idea to, you know, keep an extra set of eyeballs over there if you're playing the Chargers right now, but that's not really what Andy wants to do. Andy wants to get five guys out and spread the field and, you know, let the, let the quarterback decide where his best option is. And so, um, you know, I think for Juwan, this is a little bit different. Like he's never been in this type of a system before. It's He's in the spotlight. It's not – it's not Jacksonville where nobody's paying attention. And so it's a little bit more, you know, every game is a national game with Kansas City. And the things that are going on around that team right now, it even brings more attention to it. I'm not saying that should change anything about Jawan, but he's got to play better than he's played so far. And the early season stuff was, you know, I mean, that's just, you just have to, you're a passing team. You know, that's what Andy does. He comes out of the tunnel, throwing the football. And so the pressure's on the tackles to hold up. You know, Wiley had a great season last year. That's why he got paid. And, you know, Zeus got paid. You know, and so uh, you gotta go to the next, you know, next best thing out there. And so it's not easy for a tackle where, you know, you're gonna come out, and you're gonna throw the football and your quarterback might hold it a long time. It's uh it's not easy for every tackle to play in that type of a system. Well,
2: you've been around the league a long time. I assume that the way we talk about it is how the rest of the league does. How would the rest of the league feel if all of a sudden the team that had been the best offense, with the best quarterback this entire time, finally woke up and had the other side of the ball figured out too? I feel like if I were the rest of the league, I'd be like, really? Now we have to contend with what might be a top five defense in addition to Patrick Mahomes coming to get us at the end?
1: Yeah. Well, I've been saying, you know, I mean, no offense to what Cleveland just did or what the Jets just did. I, To me, forget about stats. I'm not even going to look at stats. You just watch Kansas City play defense. They're as good as anybody in this league. Now, the this, this schedule's been very soft. You know, you got Philly and Miami and, you know, Cincinnati. They're all, you know, coming up, and the Chargers are no slouch. But, you know, when I just watch LeJarius Sneed and, you know, and these guys play Trent McDuffie and Jalen Watson, when I watch these guys play man coverage, I don't see a better set of corners than McDuffie and Sneed out there. The way they challenge receivers and the way they tackle and, the way that Spags gets them involved, and in, you know nobody can block Chris Jones in this league. Like, they just have all the pieces, and the speed at linebacker, they have all the pieces to be an elite defense, and that's pretty much how they're playing. I mean, they've, they've given up eight touchdowns in six games. Now, Baltimore's given up fewer, and just a couple other teams up there, but, you know, that's about as good as you can expect after the first six games this season.
0: One of the the guys we've been talking about a lot today has been Charles Aminahue, who was really supposed to be their big defensive signing, but we know he's been suspended the first six games. He's eligible now to play on Sunday. We'll see how they work him in. What what did you make of that signing maybe at the time, and and how do you think he could fit in, seeing how many guys are rotating in on this defensive line already?
1: Well, I like Charles. You know, he started off with the Houston Texans, and, um, you know, he didn't set the world on fire. Um, you know, and, but he went to San Francisco and Cruz Kisarek is the defense line coach there and everybody that gets, you know, a, a, a retread, uh, somebody that's, you know, cut loose, free agent, whatever, like they, they just get better. They just get better in that system. They learn how to flip their hips. They learn how to retrace their steps. They learn how to get after the football. They learn how, um, how important it is to make plays on the other side of the ball. And Charles was really, really good. I mean, he's the one in a playoff game last year against Seattle for San Francisco, Uh, Geno Smith was dropped back in the third quarter. It's a a nail biter of a game. Charles Menahou got the ball out of Geno Smith's hands and Bosa recovered it and, you know, they they finished the game out. But Charles is is long. Um, He's athletic. He can play inside, he can play outside. I mean, he's going to give you great flexibility. And so I can see a line where you have Karloftis, Menahou, Dana, and, you know, Chris Jones as your. As your pass rushing specialist, right there, and that could be a very talented group, with between stunts and everything else, and one-on-ones and everything else that they can do, so I expect you know that to, you know, you might see that this week, you know, starting.
2: Talking to our Odyssey Insider Brian Baldinger here on 610 Sports Radio. I want to ask about the opponent they got this weekend. They got the Chargers. We view it as they beat the Chargers, then division over. They'd have a three-and-a-half-game lead on the Chargers, a two-and-a-half-game lead on the Raiders, a team that we don't take seriously to compete for it. Is Justin Herbert just not improving as an NFL quarterback, or do you think Brandon Staley is holding him back?
1: Mm, well, Brandon, they just changed offensive coordinators to try to make things better for Justin. Uh, he missed two wide-open shots to Keenan Allen on Monday night that could have you know, had a different outcome in the game, and he's got to make those throws. Keenan wins the route. They got exactly what they wanted. They got Keenan on Duran Bland, one-on-one. He gave him a double move. He beat him. And the quarterback overshot him twice. I mean, he's probably dancing in the end zone after either one of those. Uh, he's got to play better. Uh, you know, in big spots. And it was a big spot on Monday night in Los Angeles, under the big lights, and he came up small. Uh, they don't run the ball very well at all. But, you know, the Chargers always seem to play the Chiefs tough. They went there to Arrowhead two years ago. They beat them. Uh, Staley called a lot of fourth-down shots and it worked out for them. So they they tend to, to play the Chiefs better than either the Raiders or the Broncos do. So I think, you know, coming off that disappointing loss, you probably get their best shot on a short week right now.
0: Before he lets you go, uh, I don't know if you, you caught, you obviously were watching the Monday night game, but what, what's your take on, on the fan, the L.A. Chargers fan that everybody's got a, a take on it seems like? A uh, real fan, a plant by the league. Uh, what's your feeling on this Chargers fan?
1: Uh, they need more fans, is what they need. <laughs> <laughs> Every time a team goes into SoFi Stadium to play the Chargers, you know, the opposing team has more fans. I mean, that was a Cowboy game on Monday night. So they, they need more fans, period, and the only way to get more fans is to win more games, and they can convert a lot of these people.
0: Brian Baldinger, our Odyssey NFL insider. He's the host of the Odyssey original podcast, the best football show featuring daily breakdowns of the most important storylines across the league. You can check it on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Baldy, appreciate the insight.
1: All right, my pleasure, guys. I'll talk to you soon.